whether when you're deciding like do, is this just a validating thing? Am I just comfortable with this person? And I just don't want to be alone. And I'm just tired of dating. I'm tired of looking for somebody. So I'm just going to settle for this person. Or am I willing to take a risk, be alone, not be in a relationship, know that the person I want to be with is out there and they're a real person. You just haven't found them yet. And you have to be okay with being alone for a bit. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to the episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And, and welcome, welcome to, to our podcast. <laughs> I didn't know what you were going to say. Do you want to redo? No, it's fine. We're finally in person again, and we still... <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, hey, we're back together again. Oh, well, we're back. We're back in action <laughs> for, like, a split second. I, I surprised Hannah. Uh, I came home for Christmas, and I got her really well. Uh, I literally had no idea. Yeah, so you've probably seen the TikTok that's on Instagram. If you haven't, go follow us at the Gals Guy Pod. Um, but yeah, I was <laughs> working with your fiance mm-hmm. and we planned it perfectly. Um, yeah, he's got you twice this year. Yeah. I think I'm just really oblivious <laughs> to all things. He was so stressed that we were not going to pull, pull it off. off. And I was like, it's Hannah. Like we got this. <laughs> we had a scheduled FaceTime. So I like yeah. was going to be on my couch ready. And then it was like a little after seven and I was like, well, I haven't heard from her. I'm just going to like throw some laundry in. Mm-hmm. And then there's a knock on the door, and I was like, what the heck? And I, like, come around the corner, and I really don't think it, like, registered. Because, like, Blaine said that he had a package coming. Yeah, he told me that I needed to sign for something. But he didn't, like, tell me when, so mm-hmm. I was just, like, expecting that whenever. But I was like, there's no way that somebody's delivering a package mm-hmm. at, like, 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, they are in Los Angeles. I've seen FedEx out till like 11 o'clock at night. Well, yeah. No, I've seen them out late, but not on a Sunday. But yeah, no, they're delivering packages here late. But I was like, oh, it's Sunday. Like, Mm. I doubt. I just didn't know who it was. I was like, maybe something's wrong. Maybe it's a neighbor. (laughs) Well, then it was also quiet when he opened the door. It was so quiet. And so that's why I like went around the corner and I was like, what the heck? And then. I like saw you, but I was just like, why is Emily in my house? And I was like, oh my God, Emily is in my house. Because <laughs> I'm so used to you just like coming over. So I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't even know. It was so weird. Like I like, like in the video, you see you me like. You can see. It takes a second. Wait, what? Yeah. You like pause and then your mouth just like. <gasps> I was like. Uh, drops. <laughs> I was like, I like looked around the corner like, who the heck is in my house? <laughs> I also had a hat on and no makeup on, to yeah. be fair, too. Yeah, so. because tell them what you did. You got up at what, like 4 a.m.? Yeah, yeah. Um, So my flight wasn't until like 8 o'clock, but I had driven my roommate to LAX like a couple days prior. Granted, it was like a 7 o'clock at night, and traffic was atrocious. Like I live 10 miles from LAX, and it took us like an hour and a half. And I was like, I am not missing this flight. So I booked like an Uber Black, paid like fucking Jesus Christ amount of money for that thing. (laughs) Didn't cancel on me though. That's the thing. And got up at 4 a.m., left for the airport at 5, thinking I'm going to get there at 6, and then it was probably going to take me, like, you know, 30 minutes to get through TSA, and then I'd be there at 7.30. My plane would start boarding at 7.35. I have enough time. Um, got to LAX at 5.25. Got through TSA at, like, 5.45. Oh. So I was like, 
Did you take a book? Were you reading? Yes. Um, <laughs> I had to find a charger because I had been using my phone this entire time and like talking to my mom because I was like, it's seven o'clock in North Carolina. Like, and my, she's awake. She will oh, talk yeah. to me and keep me awake. Yeah. Um, so I just like was wandering the halls of the, my terminal. Trying to find some like breakfast <laughs> yeah. food. Just trying to find anything to entertain me. And this is the thing about airports. Time does not exist in airports because there are people literally at the bar at five o'clock in the morning. They had just, they, yeah, they've yeah. been up all night. Yeah. So I just, I, that's the beauty of airports is just time. Just the week after Christmas and, and airports, airports, time doesn't exist. Yes. It's just a weird time. It is. It is a weird time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I like texted you like earlier in the day and you didn't respond for a while. And I was like, oh, maybe she had like a late night out and she was like, Still, I don't know. Like, I was just like, I, and you were like, yeah, I should, I, I'm running some errands, but I should be there or I should be ready for our FaceTime at seven. Mm-hmm. Had no idea. <laughs> like, what like, errands is she running? Like, Blaine asked me, he was like, are you, what are your plans today? Which he asked me like all the time, but. Mm-hmm. Your mom also asked because like, your mom knew too. Oh, well, like I'm FaceTiming Emily at like seven and yeah. So yeah. I was in sweatpants and. Your mom knew. Yeah. Um, Everyone knew about me. Literally. This is. Seems to be a trend. There's a lot of liars in my life, okay? <laughs> We're not a lot of liars. Maybe. Not liars. Just not telling me the truth. I also have a bachelor's degree in acting. True. So this is true. That's why Blaine yeah, was like so when, worried. I was like, Blaine, I got this. Well, that and like you were like, yeah, like um, my parents offered to switch my flight. And in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, like I was like just trying to support your decision to stay. And I was like, what the heck? Why would she not come home for Christmas? Like, because she like, should come home they for Christmas. They didn't switch my flight. They just canceled theirs. Well, yeah, and no, bought no, me a no, new that's one. What, but like when you when yeah. you had like a you you brought that up like a couple weeks like maybe like a week before Christmas, and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I would have. <laughs> <laughs> I've been like, I'm coming home. Bye. No, um, well, I, there I, weren't a lot of people. Like your roommate went home, and well, then yeah, I mean the writer broke up after that, and then I was like, oh, like it's really a lonely time. It's really lonely when um, it's supposed to be like very like cheery and yeah, family and all yeah. That, and so. I just um, I, I mentioned the idea, and they were like, "Do you want to come home?" And I was like, "If you can afford it, yes. That's if you can't, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine." Um, yeah, because it's gonna be a long New Year's Eve if I hadn't have. And um, that was the one thing that I was the most upset about more than anything because that is my favorite holiday. Right. And I was like, I'm not going to be with anybody yeah. on New Year's Eve. That's pathetic. It's not. It's not. But It's not. When everyone – you get a lot of like – when I live above people who like to party a lot, it makes you feel really alone. Like, oh, can I come to like, your party? Uh, can I get hello? hello? <laughs> um, these guys seem like a fun time. Um, I need to go meet them, honestly. Yeah. I need to just, like, make an effort to go meet them. Um, but I don't know if they like me because they could all- bake some, like, something. Or maybe buy something since it's, like, COVID times. You could, like, yeah, I'd get, like... Probably, I also am not a good baker. Yeah, you could get, like, something nice. I don't know. Yeah. But they might also, like, be gluten-free. You never know these days. I don't know. You could get some flowers. I just... I see the inside of their apartment when I walk by in the window. Mm-hmm. And they have a beautiful cat. It's a white cat. 
And then they have, like, it's the cleanest white cat I've seen. Like, it's not like... They're clean people. Yes. Like, it's like, <laughs> they clean, like, the little yucky parts oh, of the yeah. corner of the eyes of this cat. Oh, yeah. Like, I do that all the time. It's Stella, a, I'm like, you're crying. Come here. Let me get your it's tears. A pristine white cat. I'm like, this should be in a show. Like, it's a show cat. It's a show cat. <laughs> I don't know if they do cat shows, like they do dog shows, but... I don't know if I've ever seen a cat show, actually. Let us know. Let us know. If you've been in your cat a cat show. <laughs> but like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, like, do people like, train their cats? They like, these are to. questions that I like really need to know. Like you think of the Aristocats. Uh-huh. That's what this white cat oh, was. Okay, okay, like that pristine okay. of a, like a, like you can tell that cat runs that fucking apartment. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and their, their furniture is just really nice. And I like the way they had the apartment decorated. I'm like, hello. Hi. Can you come upstairs and just do that? for me please thank you thank you so so much <laughs> um but you were thrilled that i was home because then you didn't have to mail me my gift for um oh, yeah. ask me to be a bridesmaid we got um, a bridesmaid on the pod woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking corny <laughs> how is wedding planning going though mm, it's fine i haven't really done anything over the holidays but i feel um i think the next thing i need to figure out is you've asked DJ. all your bridesmaids now yes though. so it's you Two of my really good friends from App, and then my sister is my maid of honor. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you're you're also looking at bridesmaid dresses. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get some swatches sent to me from like a couple places. I want to keep the price reasonable because I know like you like you're spending a lot to come out, but also like I don't appreciate when people like make you spend like two hundred dollars on a dress you're never gonna wear again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also probably not gonna be super picky about shoes. I'll probably mm-hmm. just pit, say like wear a nude heel mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Um, same with like hair, makeup, and earring. Like you guys are all trendy and mm. cute, and you know how mm. to do your own hair you and makeup to make you look like yourself. Like you know, yeah. I don't want someone to like get their hair done and then they're like, I don't even look like myself and hate it. Mm-hmm. Like I'd much rather you just do what feels good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to look. I'm trying to find places that have like I'm. I'm considering doing like a pick a pick a website, pick a color, and then mm-hmm. you guys kind of pick. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, you have to run it by me first, but um, Naturally, yes. <laughs> but um, that way, all the colors are the same. Wait, am I the only single bridesmaid? No. Okay. I mean, I was going to be fine if I was. Jillian's single. When I was at in Caitlin's wedding, My I was... My sister is single. Okay. Ashton is the only one that was married. Cool. Sweet. <laughs> Lock on. <laughs> um, when I was at my friend's wedding, I was the only single oh, person yeah. there. And then if I invite, like... For a bachelorette kind of thing, if I invite my two friends from grad school, only one of them is in a relationship right now. So we got some single Pringles in there to like cool. keep the party alive. Trust me, even if I wasn't, it'd be fine because I would just hang out with all the boyfriends and because mm-hmm. they don't know anybody. I don't know any. That was what I did at my friend's wedding. Like when I was the only person, like single person in it, I was like talking to all the guys because I was like, y'all don't know anybody. I don't know anybody because I didn't really know many of her other bridesmaids. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, we can get along. Great. Right. It's fine. <laughs> right. Yeah, I feel like I have a good a good group mm-hmm. of people that will be that will be up there. It's so. gonna be a hoot. It will be a hoot and a holler and yes. it'll be a silly goofy mood. And oh. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty um, then. And yeah. So if you guys have any uh suggestions for bachelorette locations. Locations, let me know. We've ran the gamut. I'm open to suggestions, but I'm not saying I'm gonna use them. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you don't want to go to Nashville? <laughs> 
I'm saying I don't want to go to Nashville. Please don't send me Nashville. We'll not, we'll not be going there. Yeah. Because I'm going to probably end up living there like so twice a, twice last a year. Last night, I looked up, like, I was talking to my mom about this and like trying to think of like, help you like think of oh, yeah, ideas. Oh yeah, I, I talked to your parents yesterday and yeah. I was like, whoever came up with the bachelorette trip is a dummy. <laughs> And I don't I, like Because I don't think my mom went on one either. No. Yeah. Nobody did. That wasn't a thing. Yeah. And now it is a thing. And now I feel pressure to like, which is fine. It's, like I would well, like to It's also a very guys. capitalistic thing. Where oh, like, it's pe- so. Yeah. Money. It's so bad. Yeah. It's a whole in- money industry. I'm like, I'm not trying to make y'all go broke. Yeah. Because I don't want to be going broke when it's your turn. <laughs> the whole wedding industry in Stupid. general is so, oh my God. Like if you get into like the business side of it and how much money is poured into this whole, oh my God, it's ridiculous. No, I was like, I feel like I kind of missed out on like owning a wedding venue. Except for I wouldn't yeah. want all of my weekends to be consumed with that. But it's a lot of stress because I used to know a somebody. A lot of stress, a lot of money. And then like when things like COVID happen. Yeah. No, I mean, my friend, nothing. my friend owned, was a wedding planner and owned a wedding venue and she had to close it down and like quit her job and get a brand new job when COVID happened because like. She had nothing. Her landlord was an asshole and, like, wasn't willing to help her, like, like come to terms or anything, like, for right. rent. Um, well, probably because they were in the same boat that nothing, well, they weren't getting you, any money. You should only own a building then. <laughs> should be a side gig, okay? I still think it'd be a really good idea to own a Chick-fil-A or a Comeback Shack. I think we should bring you a Comeback do, Shack to Winston. You have to do a fucking ton of work to own a rest, like, oh, a franchise restaurant. I'm just speaking, though. you know, to the, to the to the other people here in Winston-Salem. <laughs> somebody needs to bring you're a man, come, somebody needs to bring a comeback shack. Okay? Or PTs from Wilmington. Or PTs. One of the two because they're basically similar. Yeah. And they're delicious. And they're better than any way back burger. Well, That's not even, is it? Is even, that what it's called? I don't know. The one over even, there? Is it still even in business? Not quite sure. I have no idea. Too I have different. elevated my taste to uh, um, Shake Shack. <laughs> have not eaten in and out yet. Still will not eat it in and out because they don't have chicken sandwiches and I don't eat beef. I love hamburgers. You should go to in and out I'll just get the animal style fries. There you go. You yeah. could get like a black bean burger or something. I'm sure they've got one of those. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. No. I don't know. You should go for like their fries and like Yeah, and then wait in that long ass drive through line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm going to be fine with Shake Shack, honestly. <laughs> do your thing, boo. You do your thing. I still like Chick-fil-A the best. <laughs> Yeah, there's like so many different like restaurants. Like I really want to try like Dave's Hot Chicken. Apparently, like Drake Ooh. Drake poured like a shit ton of money into Dave's Hot Chicken. Like Nashville Hot Chicken is not just in Nashville. Like it's fucking taking over Los Angeles. Like the amount of hot chicken places there are in Los Angeles, you so would think you're in Nashville. Yeah, because there's a ton of hot yeah. chicken in Nashville. Dave's being the most prominent one, I think, just because uh, I think they're going to start franchising outside of Los Angeles and outside of California because mm-hmm. Drake has given them like so much money he's invested so much in that thing yeah i think uh, the one in nashville is hattie b's yeah which is not the, even the original one Mm-mm. either i don't know that's what, the only one i know of yeah it's, off the top of my head and i went but, to that one in memphis yeah i asked for hot and they didn't give me hot they gave me fucking southern which is no seasoning at all and i was like you motherfuckers <laughs> y'all i wanted hot i wanted my, i came here for hot i came here to sweat <laughs> if you're not sweating you're not doing it right i was very disappointed <laughs> truly that's amazing i so, love it yeah, I'm st- – God, there's so many restaurants in L.A., though, that I'm trying to, like, try and keep up with. And Yeah, you need to keep, like, a running list of, like, what you actually like. Yeah, and just – So you can have a rotation. And not eat the same, like, four. Not eat the same location. I get overwhelmed with how many options oh, there are. I feel like if I did, like, a Google search of food there, I would just turn off my computer. Well, there's like, so well, many – there's so many just in, like, my area that I can Well, if you to. type in, like, a certain kind of food, I'm sure there's, like, hundreds of that. Yeah. But I, 
I, I mean, I've made my five-year goal to move to Venice. Okay. Or Santa Monica, like towards the coast more. That is my five-year goal. You can do that in five years. Yeah. I think I can. So that's that's what I'm manifesting. I'm putting that out there into the universe in 20 years Malibu. Because five years Venice or Santa Monica, 20 years Malibu. Yeah. Malibu's just fucking expensive. <laughs> yes. That'll be a good place to retire. Yeah. That'll be a good place to have a house if, you know, mm-hmm. and afford one. As I asked my parents the other day, I was like, how do you afford a million dollar house? You, like, do, you don't. I was like, do you have you to die have, in debt? I was like, do you have to have a million dollars to buy a million dollar house? And they're like, no. No. And I just, cause I'm like, there's, that's you the thing. You just die in debt. Every house in LA, like the smallest of houses is a million dollars. And I'm like, how, how I, do people afford it? How do you, like they not, don't. not everyone around me they can be a don't. fucking millionaire. They live in, yeah, they live in apartments or yeah. like townhomes or. Yeah. I'm like, not everyone around me, not even everyone in the Valley is a millionaire. Oh, so no. I'm like, how are you guys affording these million dollar houses? So yeah, just learn all about all that stuff. And I'm like, this is overwhelming. I'm just going to not even like entertain the idea until I have a steady partner. There you go. Um, yes. Or children. Yes. Or, or like a steady, like I make a shit ton of or money. Or a dog. Or a dog. But even then. <laughs> even then you're not going to have a huge backyard or anything for no, a dog. No. I'm not going to consider the idea of a house until I have a very stable career where I'm making a shit ton of money or have a partner or have children or both and all three and collective. Yeah. All together. <laughs> yes. I like it. That's that's what I'm thinking. I know you are on a completely different path with all of that, though. But that's exciting. But you are in a lot different place than I am. <laughs> that is correct. Although I still live in an apartment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can still be the same on that for a it's while. It's fine. It's fine. You're over here getting married and shit. It's like, fine. You're going to have kids like in five years. I'm like, cool. I just moved to Venice. <laughs> cool. I, I met my goal. <laughs> Remember that goal I made in 2021? You're going to pop out a child. I'm be like, I just moved into a single bedroom apartment in Venice Beach and it's fucking expensive. I'm like, I'm going to bring you my baby. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming to stay with you. You can hear it cry. No. You can live my life for two seconds. No. <laughs> you don't want to meet my child? Okay, let's see how I will happily meet your child, but I want to be... Via what? Like Zoom? <laughs> no, I will meet your child in person, but I want to be able to go home and not hear the child oh i see how it is (laughs) not until they can talk and like have you know so when you have your own children you're just gonna ship them off (laughs) no it's completely different it's completely different is it it's completely different (laughs) okay tell me that when you have children we'll have this conversation again we're gonna circle back we'll circle back (laughs) it's completely different when it's your own children because you yeah because you still want to murder them (laughs) yeah (laughs) you can i'm kidding (laughs) i was about to say you just actually can like, if they fuck up, you can, like, You can them. say, go to your room. Yeah. I if can't do that. Night, well, you could. It. I will give you permission. Okay. You can do whatever you can. I'm just like, here, take it. I don't know what, what I would even do. Like, like, how do you hold this thing? This is not a dog. It's so funny, though. Like, I say all this shit. You'd probably be really, you'd probably be a natural. You'd probably be like, oh, hi, baby. Like, you see how protective I get of my friends and, like, you're definitely the mom of the group. And how I am, like, even with animals and everything, like... Yeah. I would probably be, like, the, like... I'm like, oh, my God, give me the baby. You'd be like, you'd be like wait, she's like, stops crying when you hold her. Oh, um, great. Can you just always hold her? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, I actually have to work. Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, so different five-year goals, but... Yeah, I don't really know what my five-year goal is, other than I'd really like to have a freaking album out on the internet 
the interwebs. The interwebs. <laughs> that is a five-year goal for me. Valid. Because I don't want to be that person that just drops singles. Like, I want yeah. to tell a story. And I feel like we're kind of getting into, like, the music industry is growing so much and so many, like, indie artists are making, like, singles that are hitting and, like, going really big. Mm-hmm. But then they really just only release singles and no one's really creating albums works anymore. Except mm-hmm. for, like, you know, like, Adele and Taylor Swift mm-hmm. and... Um, so I, I like don't want to be that artist that like just drops singles. Like I do want to create like a work of art mm-hmm. that like tells my story mm-hmm. and then hopefully do that as a career. Mm-hmm. That would be my five year plan because I'm getting a little burned out. Oh, nine to five. Working nine to five. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Well, see, that's one thing that I've been trying with my mindset because we talked about discipline and the new year and everything. Oh and- my gosh. I've been going to the gym like regularly. I have while I'm here, but when I, I go back out there, so proud of I gotta figure out what the hell I'm doing about. I gotta figure out what the heck I'm gonna do next week when I start my job back because yeah. I've been taking this time off. But it's been kind of nice to get in that groove, and like a lot of it has been discipline. Like I just get up and I go. Yeah, um, and well, it's been fine. It's just doing it before or after work is what makes me want to like pluck out my eyeballs. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I've been trying to get like cuz I work from home most days and I've been trying to get like my work done as early as I like like just trying to concentrate and like fully like getting like my work done and just banging it all out and everything so then I have more of my time in the evening and like I'm still like on slack and like oh, checking yeah. and everything like that cuz they need me but like I can spend time doing other things like writing and just not having to just not so you feel out. like you're like just sitting there yeah yeah yeah, because I think that's like one filling thing. time. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing that I didn't, I wasn't used to was like working from home. Was, you know, I was like, oh, like, do I need to space out my work more, or do I need to like, is it okay if I just get it all done quickly and then I have time? And uh, I think the latter is a little bit easier to do and makes more sense, and it just feels more accomplishing too when I'm able to do that. And I don't feel like I'm wasting my day. Right. Yeah. Only yeah. That. I wish I could do that. Wish I didn't have set appointments. <laughs> Because when people don't show up and they don't tell you and you're just standing around waiting for them, that's mm-hmm. always fun. So fun time. It's great. But I do try to do paperwork in those little breaks. But yeah, yeah. What is your captivation? So I like to hyperfixate on meals. You know this. Yep, I do it too. Yeah. Um, and my lately my captivation has been vodka sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, have I made it from scratch? Yes. Do I like the version I made from scratch? No. I know I shit taught vegans last episode. The vegan version of vodka sauce is a little bit better mm-hmm. because when I made it, like the non-vegan version with like tomato paste and heavy whipping cream, it was almost too thick Ooh. and almost too pasty in a way still. Yeah. I don't, so I haven't mastered that yet. But when I made it, the vegan version with almond milk thinner. Well, I was going to say almond milk makes things a little bit watery. Not yeah. waterier, but like... I guess thinner. Consistency was yeah. better. Like um, I tried to make pudding with almond milk. It didn't turn. It didn't turn into pudding. <laughs> it was there was no you, pudding. You need evaporated milk for that. There was no pudding to be had. Yeah, you need. It was part of feeding therapy with a kid who's like super super picky with like pureed textures, and so mm-hmm. we were trying to do something fun to get him to like be interested in it. <laughs> Literally was like soup. so soupy, and I was like, yeah, this is not it. This is not it. No, no Good soup. <laughs> Good soup. Good soup. <laughs> I was like, but, okay. Vodka sauce, man. The Trader Joe's version, the Rouse version. Yes, I've been making the store-bought version. It's fine. I'm lazy sometimes. Get over it. 
tastes amazing. I love it. I'm obsessed. We tried, oh, what is that brand that has like the, um, the four cheese Alfredo and the other Alfredo sauce. It's in like a, like a smaller one than the Rouse. They have a vodka sauce that's really good. And ragu's is good. Is it ragu? I don't like ragu. I don't think it's ragu. Uh, I'll look it up later. But ragu is cheap, cheap. Like, not ragu. Prego? Oh, yes. Prego has a... Prego has one, but no. I, I love Is there Rouse. like a Bertoli? Bertoli pasta sauce? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they have a vodka sauce. Yep. Yeah. Theirs is really good. Bertoli's. I am very biased to Rouse. Everything Rouse is my favorite interesting <laughs> i've never had theirs i'm biased to all their sauces i i love the bertoli like um alfredo sauce i know you don't do alfredo because you say it's not italian and whatever but i love alfredo so i'm trying to date an italian man okay and like if i date somebody in 2022 it's going to be an italian man like that's my goal as well okay um, because so we're moving in five years and we're also going to be i with feel an like italian. i need to date somebody who likes pasta as much as i do maybe someone also has connections to the mafia so they can take care of me and take care of other things too um so if your name's frankie tony um or you're italian you have ties to the mafia um you got a thick accent hit me up you like pasta um you like pasta <laughs> you if you're fine pasta. with eating pasta every single day hit my line Please. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you so much. Also, I just want a man. I'm sorry. I've dated so many men. Every guy I've dated has tried to cook for me. There's only been one, the actor, who's actually a good cook. Um, Even I wanted to, like, have his meals. Yeah. They look delicious. He loves cooking, and he's good at cooking. Like, the man got me to like sautéed onions. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, he, he made me one time, like, a side of sautéed onions and rice together, and I was like, that doesn't look like it's good. It tasted amazing. I just need to find another man who is really good at cooking, because I'm tired of dating men who say they're good at cooking and they fucking are shit well because like i think for us and i don't know about other people but like food is like entertainment and social mm-hmm. and an and enjoy it's a moment yeah whereas some people just like eat for fuel yeah and i will never be that kind of person no. like i don't look at food <laughs> i probably should look at but food. food makes me happy food is something that fuels my body which it does in turn but i like eating good food because it brings together like yeah like it's together it brings happiness right so yeah. you need to find someone who also does that yeah because that's like i mean that's a big part i mean growing up in the south that's a big part of like our social yeah environment absolutely like yeah we don't do a whole lot of our grandparents like they spent like the grandmother spent so much time in the kitchen and like everything. yeah like when we go for thanksgiving and christmas like there's a huge meal prepared mm-hmm. like everywhere that i go because mm-hmm. that's just kind of like that bringing everyone together and mm-hmm. having a meal and that's like mm-hmm. a big thing. Yeah. So just finding someone who also likes that. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing is I need to date my best friend, um, but I'm not going to date him. <laughs> well, why he's, not? He's 22, Hannah. <laughs> so you want to move to LA? No, he's moving to New York. Um, that's okay. There's planes for that. Yeah, it's fine. I'm not dating. I'm not dating him, <laughs> and I'm not revealing who I'm talking about either. He knows who I'm talking about. I know. Yep. He's my best friend. Mm-hmm. He's like a little brother to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, all the people think we're lovers. He's we're siblings, <laughs> and I'm, I just want to address that right now. Um, so many people. Like I don't know anybody else who has fr- who has a best guy friend. If a lot oh, of people 100%. think that you're like dating all the time, it, I promise you, like, no, neither one of us wants to see the other person naked. Like, okay. nope, we. You heard it here. <laughs> you heard it here first. We're like, not dating. Like, we took a photo together at my birthday, and it literally looks like I took it's my really little. It's really mad. <laughs> it looks 
like I'd love my looks like I took my best friend's little brother to prom. Like that's the vibe. Like when <laughs> I took William to prom. Yes. That's the kind of vibe. That's the vibe it gives. But like, oh, I love you so. Like I love you, and you're so precious to me. But like never, never can this ever happen? Yeah, maybe like if we're fifty and like still single, it's like we just need a compa- companion. companion at it's this a companion point. Marriage like, at that point. Let's just be friends and we'll enjoy reside. pasta together. We can cook. Yes, we should make a pact. If we aren't married by fifty, I'm I'm down. This for that. is it. That sounds great. It's <laughs> um. a great idea. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, he's probably going to hear this too and text me after that. Hey, boo. See you soon. Um, my captivation, since you asked, is <laughs> um, my fiance surprised me. You love using that word. I am trying to use it now because, like, when the heck else am I going to use it? I'm not sure. going to ever have another fiance, hopefully. You're betrothed. And bet- what? You're betrothed. <laughs> you can't even say that word. It sounds You're- like I'm trying to be like. Bridgerton or something. Um, anyways, Blaine got me the mic that has been in my record. Like I have like a wish list on Amazon mm-hmm. and recording is like one of them. And I have a bunch of things in there and the Shure SM7B mic that all the podcasters and all the people on TikTok and all the famous people use mm-hmm. has been in my Amazon wish list. And I received it on Christmas Eve when I opened my present. Um, I tried to figure out how to use it for today, and I can't quite figure it out yet. We're going back to like old school right we're now, like, like for like old first episode with like one microphone right now. It's exactly so. how we recorded our first episode, and I'm I'm here we're for bringing, it. We're bringing it back. It's a throwback um, year, man. But yeah, I'm very excited to like try it out and see mm-hmm. how how it does. Um, I got it working, but it was super quiet, so I've got to figure out like the leveling and everything, and I might need like one more adapter. Um, it's like called like the cloud amplifier. I'm going to look into it and kind of see what it does. Um, something exactly about phantom ta- I know, power. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Cause I have I the, do. yeah, I have the Scarlet Focusrite, um, interface. And so it worked on my, on my Mac, but if you're curious as to what to get to start a <laughs> podcast, here you go. Um, yeah, you can use all these things or you can do what we did and get the blue Yetis to start out with because they're much easier to use because you don't mm-hmm. have to have that interface to plug in. Like this is a USB mic, whereas the other one you have to have the interface a to plug. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So I'm still learning, but um, my goal is to like really learn how to produce my own music. Um, there's a couple people I follow on TikTok, but that's like why I wanted the mic. I wanted it for music, but it also has the pro of being able to be used for podcasting. So. Rock on. Rock on. We'll see how the audio is. But uh, I'm very excited. Yeah. So before we jump into today's episode, we're going to go over a couple housekeeping things really quickly. Make sure you, you gals are following us on Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod and on our personal social medias, which will be linked in the show notes. Mine is at Emily Elise. Mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And if you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe and give us a five-star review and leave us a little tidbit. It helps us out. And we're going to have guests again in the new year. Yes, so we're really we excited about that. It's just kind of going to get to the holiday season and like trying to schedule that and everything is so chaotic. So stay tuned for that. And we have a lot of exciting things that we're trying to start in the new year. Yeet. Yeet. 2022. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 2022. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. And All on right. that note. <laughs> so I think you have our... The first episode of the new year, 
we're kind of focusing more on while this is still a dating and relationship podcast, not letting the idea of a relationship and dating ruin your life and take over in a way, because I think to the point where like you can get so alone, I know, especially with the pandemic and everything, and then everything ramping up again, like you feel alone more than ever. The holidays just happened. You may have been not been with anybody else either. And you may have felt alone. And like, you're thinking that you want a companion. You want someone to be with and you're putting pressure on yourself to be in this relationship. When do you really want a relationship or are you just trying to feel like a void in a way? I know this is something that I can personally attest to. Oh yeah. I feel like growing up, like, especially in college, I like always wanted to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. and I like would get like so fixated on it that Mm -hmm. I would miss out on other things because I was like, oh, well I have to go here because that cute guy is there and like, I want to like crush on him. But then I would like not go with my friend somewhere. Crush on him? Mm -hmm. Crush on him. We're making it a verb. Crush on him. Okay. You Uh, crushed my heart. Don't you remember my first song ever? Crushed? Rushed was the second one. (laughs) I know. It's oh great. God. Crushed and rushed. Again, if I ever find can find my notebook, oh I'll release the lyrics. God. Oh, Stay that's tuned. amazing. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyways. Yes. I feel like a lot of people get into this like rut of being like, I just want to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So. And really, you might just be looking for validation and comfort and stability in a way, which I think you can give yourself internally um you don't need an external source for that and um, i say it like it's easy it takes a lot of work and years of practice um to get to that point but how can you tell the difference between just wanting validation versus wanting a relationship and i think for i mean for me the first thing I do is download apps. Like I, I, after I break up, I all download an app and it's just like, you don't really want a relationship. You're really just wanting someone to say something to you. You just want to validate. Yeah. Yeah. You just want to like compliments and everything. Like that's really all it is because if you actually were interested in a relationship and like trying to meet people and date people, you wouldn't forget they existed like the next day. (laughs) Oh, that like getting on like seven people message you and then you're just like, Oh yeah. Like Like it never even happened. Like you would turn your (laughs) notifications on you would give people your phone numbers. You would try to make a genuine connection and talk to them and not just be like passively communicating or like not even communicating, just like getting the swipes and just wanting to see, like going on hinge and just seeing what people say about your photos. Linking your Instagram and <laughs> to get some followers. <laughs> and your fucking Bumble account just to get followers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if that's all you're doing, then are you proactively looking or are you just wanting that quick like serotonin boost of oh, yeah. like someone complimenting you yeah. in a way. Oh, those apps. Yeah, you'd be lucky you never had to get on them. It's I fine. did that one time. Somebody made me a Tinder real quick. That was terrible. I deleted it in like 2.5 seconds. I know you did. It was a fun time though for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one thing I think too is um, off of that, you meet people on these apps, but then like when it comes to like them wanting to take you on a date, you either don't even, you like ghost them and like don't even go further of like wanting to go on a date or you agree to a date and like you're somehow going on this date, but then like you cancel. Ah, uh, or you like keep pushing it back. Yeah. And like something comes up every. Because <laughs> if I genuinely want to see somebody and I have to cancel, I will make an effort to find another time to meet up with them. But if I don't really want to see them, I'm not going to make that genuine effort. Yeah. Um, kind of thing. I always say too, as well, like, I'm really bad about getting on the apps because of my ADHD and everything. So if 
you want me to go on a date with you, like, better be next day. Like, we talk for that day. Or, like, go ahead and get my number. Yeah. Or... Quickly. Yeah. Like, the quicker you get me off this app and meet me in person or get my number, like, the easier it will be to just, like, have this actual, actual relationship. But if we're talking for so long and everything, the writer being a completely different story, we're not going to mention that one. Um, yeah, it's just a lot harder because I think it just doesn't feel tangible in a way. And then it just makes me not interested because it's just going to die off eventually. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it's really hard to sustain, I think, a texting relationship when you haven't met the person. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And I think also just, like, even though that, like, rushing the stages of a relationship as well, too, I think take... Um, as a form of validation in a way, like you're rushing, like, you know, meeting friends, meeting family, getting intimate, things like that. Like it's, you're just wanting the validation in those kind of ways of, oh, if they like me, then like I met their friends and that means it makes me, they really like me or whatever it could be. Um, and you're not really like enjoying the pace of the relationship. Like you're counting the months that's going by kind of thing. Like you're yeah. not like, if you are counting the months, like it's been three months kind of thing. You are not really being present in their relationship, and you're probably just looking for um, external validation. And even from other people, like, I know we're not really in, like, the Facebook era anymore, but, like, changing your status from, like, Mm -hmm. single to in a relationship or, like, sprinkling little pictures of, like... Your per like another person in your like Instagram stories mm-hmm. and stuff. Like I feel like a lot wow, of people. Why you call me out? No, not you. I'm just <laughs> saying okay. in general. Like I feel like people <laughs> do that mm-hmm. in hopes that people will validate them in mm-hmm. what they're doing with their life and like mm-hmm. making those like steps that maybe they haven't made in a while or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that like I like wanted to go ahead and change my Facebook to engage as soon you know as soon as I yeah. could. Um, not for validation, but I'm in a little bit of a different. Um, I guess timeline than like people maybe who are like coming like coming into a relationship but like I wanted to do it because of our relationship and because it Mm -hmm. like was so meaningful to me but in the Mm -hmm. past I have Mm -hmm. wanted to like I don't know gloat Mm -hmm. I guess Mm -hmm. like especially if like or make someone else see it like Mm -hmm. make somebody jealous Mm -hmm. (laughs) which are not good enough reasons but also like you're not ready for a relationship if you're thinking like oh so-and-so needs to see this picture yeah. of me and yeah. so-and-so. So. Yeah, true. And then off of that, diving headfirst into it, I think that kind of goes hand mm-hmm. in hand. Like, just not having any chill with the yeah. relationship in a way. And just allowing yourself to kind of get swept off your feet. And I don't want to say, like, you can't get swept off your feet. But when you do get swept off your feet, you're not thinking rationally. You're ignoring red flags. Mm-hmm. Um you're just kind of just going with the flow and just taking like their their bad parts as like it's okay and excusing it making excuses for them in a way just to allow yourself to get swept off your feet and be head over heels for this person and i think that when you take a step back and you still like see who this person is and you don't allow yourself to like fantasize about like what could be and like rush mentally as well you kind of can see what this person actually is in front of you. And if do you actually like who this person is in front of you? Not who they were at the beginning, not who they were, they were going to become or anything like face to face. Like, do you like the person that's literally sitting in front of you right now? Like if you met the person that's sitting in front of you right now and how they're acting on the first date, would you even want to be with them? Sometimes no. Yeah. Sometimes no. Because in the beginning you're putting on your best behavior. True. True. Who they are in the future, you don't even know who the fuck that is. Like, it's just potential that you're looking at and and you can't base off anything off facts. It's just a fantasy in a way. Mm -hmm. So I think analyzing that, like, do you actually want to be in this relationship or are you just staying in it for comfortability? Yeah. In a way. Um, Yeah, you have to, like, choose the relationship because, like, it's not always going to be 
you being swept up off your feet. Like mm-hmm. it, you have to make sure the person in front of you is who you want to choose to like build something with. Every day. Every day. Every <laughs> single day. That's a lot like of a hours. Lot of work. A lot of hours. That's a lot of work. <laughs> um, it, is, it is definitely work. Uh, this probably doesn't qualify to you, but <laughs> I mean, if you're tempted to go back to your ex, I think too. Um, just because of the ease mm-hmm. of that relationship, you like, you don't have to go out and meet somebody new. You just have the convenience of already dating them. You don't have to go through that um, whole phase again to know somebody again. They're there already, and maybe that's there's a reason you broke up in the first place. And reminding yourself of that, like, do you the reason you broke up is probably super valid. And if it wasn't for a disagreement or something, do you really want to keep having that uh, disagreement on repeat over and over and over again? Probably not. I would hate myself and like just be completely angry all the time and not want to be in that relationship. Right. Yeah. So I think that's the things that you have to kind of consider whether when you're deciding like, is this just a validating thing? Am I just comfortable with this person? And I just don't want to be alone. And I'm just tired of dating. I'm tired of looking for somebody. So I'm just going to settle for this person. Or am I willing to take a risk, be alone, not be in a relationship, know that the person I want to be with is out there and they're a real person. You just haven't found them yet. And you have to be okay with being alone for a bit. And I think when you're alone for a bit and you're able to analyze, okay, like how do I know like when I'm ready for a relationship? Because I think that's the scary part is you don't know how long oh, yeah. that is. It and it's be- so different for everyone. So you can't even like watch someone who's done it before and like mm-hmm. go off of their timeline because I feel like it affects everyone and everyone moving on and moving into something different is going to be so different. Like mm-hmm. there really is no formula. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people get hung up on that. Like, well, how long do I need to wait? Or like, oh, if I wait, you know, a month or two, like someone's going to judge me for mm-hmm. going ahead and, you know. Not even that, like just thinking like even like what if no one isn't what if i'm not interested in dating anybody or no one's interested in dating me for like a year oh yeah even longer than that that. like how long am i going to be single for kind of thing it can be like an existential dread kind of thing Mm because it's just like you can't see an end to it but that's the thing not making being a partner like a life like having a partner like a life goal yeah in a way yes you could want to get married and have children one you don't have a partner to have children um, keep that in mind. Uh, but yes, it's great to get married, but that should not be the end all be all of your life. Yeah. Like don't treat it as like a prize almost. Yeah. Like it is just a stepping stone in life that some people hit. Some people don't hit. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to be fine being alone in order to get to that point of like, okay, cool. If I get married, sweet. Then if I don't, sweet, cool. Like you have to really enjoy yourself because honestly, at the end of the day, no matter if you're married or not, you're still like you wake up next to Blaine every day. But but I wake up with my thoughts and yeah. my voice in my head talking to me yeah. and my own plans for the day and yeah, like I I'm with you're, myself. You're- <laughs> All the time. All for the, the rest time. of your life. I will die with myself. And if you're with that yourself for the rest of your life. And you why? don't like yourself. And you're not happy. Why are you torturing yourself? Like you, the number one priority you should have in your life is making sure that you're 100% happy. Mm-hmm. Like you have kids. Cool. They're a priority. You still should be your number one priority because if you're not happy, your kids aren't going to be happy. Right. Well, they're going to see that reflected on you yeah. too. Yeah, and it's just not going to be... It's going to spiral. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to make sure that you are your number one priority and you are always happy. Yeah. I'm on TikTok. This has to do with this, I swear. 
I'm on that TikTok of like, not like go away, but like go away for three months and fix, like work on yourself. And mm-hmm. like, it's almost like disappear, like the whole disappear for three months and like, mm-hmm. what Taylor Swift did. love yeah. yourself and like become this person. Like it's all that like motivational, like mm-hmm. get out there and get after it kind of stuff. And I'm like, I want to do that because like, I feel like there are some days where I'm like, oh, I just like my, like I dread the day. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, I really want to like, put myself first and I feel like I always put myself on the back burner even though I'm like happy in a relationship and getting married and doing all mm-hmm. these great things and like excelling in my job and you know making music like there's still part of me that I'm like I still feel like I could do something to make myself mm-hmm. even happier mm-hmm. and so like I'm on that TikTok that side of TikTok right now and I'm like maybe mm-hmm. I should just disappear for three months mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like mm-hmm. do my own thing and that's the thing too so, you have that choice if you're in a relationship and you're not happy you can leave oh yeah like and there are completely different circumstances where I know you cannot leave and I am yeah. giving validation to that because trust me I get it been there understand um but if you're not in those extreme situations yeah. you can just leave mm-hmm. are you gonna be alone yes mm-hmm. but you're not because you have yourself. You have yourself. <laughs> Which you need to work have, on. <laughs> and we're going to get to what it means how to create happiness outside a relationship. Yes. Yeah, because I think that's really important because you can be super happy in a relationship and still mm-hmm. feel like something personal, like in your yeah. personal life with yeah. yourself. So Yeah. But I think some important questions you have to ask yourself, like when you're trying to decide, okay, like I am cool by myself now. Cool, calm, and collected. I'm a cool-ass cucumber. <laughs> the three C's. How the fuck do I know if I'm ready for a relationship? And I one important thing. Are you over your ex? Question number one. Question number uno. Okay. That's, I don't care if it's been years. Are you over your ex? Are you going to get into a relationship and compare everybody to this one person? Right. Because I feel like you might, like, even asking yourself, like, is the idea of my future a glorified version of, like, my past with my ex? And I feel like I got into that like cycle of like oh I want like my next relationship to be like the highlights of what I had in the Mm -hmm. past and I Mm -hmm. think a lot of people will fall into that because to answer the first question they're not over their ex Mm -hmm. yet so they're having this Mm -hmm. whole they're projecting what could have been onto the next person and that's not fair to that person or they or yourself yeah or they felt a certain spark or connection with their ex and they're trying to find that same spark connection with another person it's like Every spark, every connection with this person is going to be completely different. Nothing's ever going to be able to be able to be replicated like it was right. with an ex, and that's okay. You don't need to compare that feeling mm-hmm. to other people because you're not giving them a fair chance. You're literally comparing them to another person that yeah. is no longer in your life. Yeah, in a way. Um, and even if you do date an ex again, your spark with them is going to be different than it was the first time and you because can, you can speak for facts you have matured and grown maybe mm-hmm. maybe this is always maybe <laughs> oh and you're also probably willing to compromise on things that you weren't before and you identified the things that you are and are not willing to compromise i think you need to know that before you get in a relationship because changing on that last minute while you're in the midst of that is fucked up and mean mm-hmm. to do yeah so fi- figuring that out figuring out what your boundaries are and I said this to Allie the other day because I went and had lunch with Allie Ringer, who from is from Recovery. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We've had on the podcast before. And I said, I think a lot of people know their boundaries, but they don't know their limits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. They, they know what they will not. They know not- what they're not going to change, but they don't know how far they're willing to go before. Is that what you mean? That or how, like, how 
even much they're willing to put up with somebody to ask them ah, to I change see. in a yes. way. Um, mm-hmm. Those certain things. Yeah. Um, they don't know h- how much they're willing to change on and they don't know how many, how many times they're going to be willing to like put up with. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I would be that person who didn't know my limit and then when I hit my limit, it would get ugly fast. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm really quick to snap sometimes so yeah so it's good to identify your boundaries but also know what you're willing. literally like where the stopping point is for how much you're willing to put up with yeah um and i think you know that comes down with compromise too and sacrifice and like relationships are compromise and sacrifice what are you not willing to compromise what are you not willing to sacrifice and don't date people who don't align with that yeah point blank put it on a sticker put it on your water bottle <laughs> know your limits know your boundaries <laughs> okay <laughs> march 2022 oh god <laughs> oh goodness anyways <laughs> but i think also there is a point where you are really obsessed with the honeymoon phase and that early parts of a relationship is that that high you're chasing because things are not going to always be that way and they're gonna get it ebbs hard. and flows attraction ebbs and flows yeah all that ebbs and flows and like it, like it's you literally never know. Yeah, when things get tough and like the romantic phase has passed, like are you willing to sit there and go through this and everything with or this like, person? And like build romance in other ways. Yes, yeah. and put work into a relationship. Mm-hmm. Little things like yeah. that. I think people get really hung up on that honeymoon phase. I mean, for a while, I feel like I did. Yeah. Like that. I think it's natural too. I think it's, it is. You're chasing the, de- the dopamine of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're chasing the highs of it. And then on top of that, when things do fade from that and you're starting to get deep with this person are you willing to be intimate with them not just physically like emotionally mentally all the above personality wise psychologically are you willing to like (laughs) get into the mariana trench of it all with them like i and i have said this and i will say this especially like not not saying like relation like boyfriend girlfriend like wise but before we definitely fucking get engaged i need to see what you're like at your angriest. I need to see you disappointed. I need to see you at... When a day literally does not go your yeah, way. Yeah. Like, like when you've had utter loss. Me, I'm on the floor crying. <laughs> like, I need to see... I need to know what I'm going to deal with. Yeah. Like, and if you're not willing to do the same back for the person... Yeah. It's not fair to them. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't have to sugarcoat, like, how you really are feeling. Right. Because you're afraid they're going to leave. It's the validation at the same point mm-hmm. with them, too. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and then are you self-sufficient as well? Like, are you creating your own happiness outside of the relationship as well and creating your own interdependence instead of leaning on somebody else to take care of you in a way? And mm-hmm. it's nice to be taken care of. Trust me, I would love to be taken care of, but I also know I can take care of myself. But it's the fact that I am with somebody who wants to take care of me and I don't have to take care of myself is what I enjoy about a relationship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's knowing that I can, but I don't have to. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. Or the like unexpected things yeah. that happen that yeah. you're that you're not yeah. always expecting. So how do you create happiness outside of a relationship? We've talked about it this whole mm-hmm. episode. What does it mean? And it's not an easy feat. We're not saying like we can cure depression or anything. Yeah, um, no. But I think just learning to be more present, live in the moment, and not be so stressed about the future, going back to how long do I have to be single for, not letting that fear be your driving factor in life. Don't operate off of fear, operate off of abundance and thinking, oh my God, I get to spend so much time without running a decision through another fucking person. Like I can go get Thai food if I want to get Thai food. The person you might be dating might be allergic to 
I don't know what they have. Peanut oil? Yes. Peanut oil? Yes. Okay. Peanuts. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what they yes. do in Thai, Thai food. <laughs> yes. Pad Thai. Yeah. So, wow. The, yeah. The random facts that I don't I know why have. I chose Thai food, honestly. But like, you, <laughs> I may date somebody who fucking has a seafood allergy. Someone who loves seafood. As somebody who loves seafood, that breaks my heart. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go eat all seafood I can now as a single person. Yeah. You may date somebody who like doesn't love the same like activities that you do and everything and while you still can do those things in a relationship you may want to be able to travel a lot mm-hmm. and when you're in a relationship you may not be able to do that financially yeah or career-wise or you know your partner may have commitments that can't align with yours and so you don't have to run through these certain things you can go work six months in new york city and then go live in los angeles like you don't have to be like tied down to a certain area in your mm-hmm. life when you're single and so taking those moments and being appreciative of that and enjoying that because once you have a partner kind of don't get like to run like do all that like you have to check in with them make sure it's okay that you go work six months in new york city and then um move to los angeles like you have to make sure that that's okay with them because even though it's your life you're in a life with them Mm -hmm. so yeah living living it up honestly like while you can like Mm -hmm. doing things for yourself and finding what makes you the most happy, even if it is like that, like uprooting your life and mm-hmm. going and doing something for a couple months and just really like taking advantage of all the opportunities, even if you, they scare you, because yeah. you never know if if that opportunity is yeah. going to come again. And so, because I'm sure you would not be happy if Blaine just randomly decided he was going to go work for six months in New York City. Um, uh, well, and not, and, and, and I honestly it, might go with him, but if he did, but like, say <laughs> but you couldn't, was, and he didn't run that idea, but he didn't run yeah. that by you, like, yeah, he'd be like, what the fuck? Then, where's my invitation? <laughs> Hello. Um, no, but if it was like, uh, we have to uproot and move, you know, like, yeah, that's always a possibility. Like one of us gets a job and we have to move and yeah. we have to be okay with that. Yeah. And yeah. it might not be where I want to live, but you know, when you choose a relationship, you choose yeah. to take on yeah. those kind of things. So there's certain things where like with me, like when I was dating people who had a more concrete yeah job it wasn't something where they could just uproot their lives and everything i didn't want to have to run like i want i have to live in la for my job mm-hmm. you have to live somewhere else for your job um i that's not gonna work out and i don't want to have to sit there and like ask you if it's cool if right I, like go live my life in a way mm-hmm. um you don't want to be felt like you're held back so like right. don't enjoy the time like when you're not being held back by something else I'm not saying a partner held you back but you know what i mean yeah oh my god yeah um <laughs> and then just you know, cultivating a solid group of friends and family that support you and doing things around people that make you feel fulfilled as well. You don't need a partner to be fulfilled. You can be fulfilled by your friends and your family and people who genuinely care about you and want to see you happy. Those are important things to like cultivate and have in your life and around you. Um, that happiness that you get from a relationship doesn't just have to come from a relationship. It can come from your other partnerships in your life, from your work friends, your real friends, your family, things like that. Um, and prioritizing that because I think a lot of people when they get into relationships they kind of dial back or lose that in some ways and so making sure that you know when you do eventually get into a relationship that it's strong and you keep that um, mentality with your friends and your relationship in a way yeah um and at the end of the day just practicing gratitude and mindfulness and always aiming like for improvement and self-care there's you can always improve. <laughs> you can always improve. Yeah. There's always something that you can improve on. Therapy, working out, um, being more positive. Just everybody can be a better person. You're not perfect. No one is. No. Um, so there's always things that you can aim for to get better yeah. at. 
And what, no matter what you decide on, whether it's your career, your health, lifestyle, your mindset, uh, your hobbies, uh, volunteering, um, charity, things like that, whatever it is, focus on giving all the energy we give to relationship into that, into growing those parts of your life. And it's, you're going to forget that you're not even in a relationship. You're going to be so busy. Yeah. So building yourself up to be the best version of yourself. And then once you're in that, once you are the best version of yourself, you truly will not settle for anybody who's going to take that away from you. Mm-hmm. When you've built the, such an amazing life on your own and somebody wants to, like, you're going to protect it. Like, it's like a fucking, like, Fabergé egg. Like, it's a little <laughs> snow globe. You're going to protect it so much. And it's like, you see somebody who is a little toxic and they may got, like... They're a, trying to, like, dent that egg They a got a fucking, bit. like, <laughs> hammer with them. They got an ice pick. They're they ready got to ice go. Pick. They're like, you're like, yeah, you ain't fucking touching my snow globe, bitch. Like... <laughs> No, get your hands off of that shit. You're going to protect it a lot more yeah. because you... You're going to have higher standards and yeah. want more for yeah. a partner. Yeah, you will want somebody who Who's wants to be, be beside you, you in mm-hmm. life and spend... Not, like, drag you down or feel like, you know, they are your life. Like, you want, like, a a, a teammate. Yeah. In a way. Who yeah. is going to want to help you take care of that snow globe and dust it off <laughs> with a nice... Keep it shiny. Delicate um, rag. Yeah. <laughs> old t-shirt that was a great metaphor i, I just that. came up with them <laughs> plucked it right off the top Hold of my head the snow globe <laughs> snow globe that is that is truly the survival tip for this episode is create your own snow globe i'm gonna use this just this audio and it's gonna be, it's gonna be so out of context i love it <laughs> create your own snow globe but create the small like a small snow globe that you are going to protect and treasure that is full of experiences friends family work charity therapy, self-care, all these things that you've created, this ideal life that you will not let a mean ice picker come through and smash it. I love it. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.